I just want to read one verse, very familiar text, very familiar passage of Scripture that I'll read into your hearing. Uh, but I want to read this verse and try my best to give you what the Lord has put on my heart for the service tonight. And um, been pondering about some things this week and was riding down the road on Monday, I guess it was, and listening to some preaching and the Lord began to speak with my heart about some things and just meditated upon them throughout the week. And then today the Lord brought this scripture, this thought to my mind and I want to try my best to deliver it to you if the Lord would be my helper and you'd pray for us tonight. First Peter chapter 5, I won't ask you to stand, I'm just going to read one verse, verse number 7, very familiar as we said already, First Peter chapter 5 and verse number 7, the Bible said, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. I want to read that one more time. Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Father, I thank you, Lord, tonight for the privilege to come to your throne and pray again. I thank you, Lord, for the portion of Scripture that you've directed our heart to. Thank you, Lord, for the ability to read it tonight. Thank you for those things that you put on our heart. I pray now, Lord, for help from heaven. I realize, Lord, and admit within myself that I can do nothing without your help. Lord, I'm a needy person. Lord, I'm a needy preacher tonight. I need that touch and that unction of the Holy Ghost. No man's able to preach without it. Lord, I need your help tonight. Would you look down in mercy and grace upon us, Lord? Would you help us that we might fulfill the command, Lord, that you've given, Lord, to those that stand to feed the flock of God that is among us. May you give me fresh bread from heaven. May our hearts tonight be well nourished and satisfied. Lord, may that one that's struggling tonight get help from heaven. May we leave better than we come because of that that you would be pleased to do in our midst. And Lord, above everything, would you get on and glory to yourself. And for all that you're pleased to do, we'll thank and we'll praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. I thought about this verse and we have all heard it read numerous times, no doubt. We heard it preached on more times than we can probably count. All of us know the verse. We can about all quote it by memory. And it's a very popular verse, I guess, if that's what you want to call it in these days. And everybody knows this verse. But I think sometimes, much like uh, my thought process and the way the Lord began to deal with my heart, much like uh, we looked at on Sunday about the Christmas story and all the things that uh, we get caught up in. And many times we get so familiar think that we're so familiar with something that there's nothing else to gain out of it. And uh, the Lord began to deal in my heart this week and today especially in this verse here. And I just want to look at some words here that the Lord has uh, recorded and preserved for us in First Peter uh, chapter 5 and verse number 7. Now we know that uh, Peter writes here and he's writing to his people. We know that uh, Paul was called the apostle to go to the Gentiles and uh, Peter was the one called to go to the Jews. And uh, he's here writing and Peter writes a lot about suffering. And that's something that Peter has encountered and Peter has endured. And, and Peter writes a lot in his letters, especially uh, in the second letter about suffering. He mentions it in First Peter as well. He's talked a lot about it. He's come in verse, uh, chapter number 5 and he begins to write to the end 
elders. Now this is not the elders in age, but it is the elders in office, those that are in leadership roles, those that are leading the people of God. And there's a charge here of the preachers in verse number two. That's who Peter's writing to here. Those that are over the people of God to feed the flock. He begins to deal with them about some things. And really in its context, that's who verse number seven is written to. It's written to those that are caring for the people of God. I thought about the Apostle Paul when he talked about all the things that he endured, all the suffering, all the shipwreck, all the heartache. He talked about times that he didn't have anything to eat, times that he didn't have clothes to wear, times that he spent out in the deep, times of shipwreck, times of imprisonment, times of abandonment. And then he said, and besides all this, he said the care of all the churches. And so there is a real weight upon the men of God that care for the church. It's not something that many people think that you can put it on when you come in the door and take it off when you walk out. But that's not how it is. If it's a real man of God, there's a care all the time for the people of God and at times the care is weighty and so Peter's admonishing them that have all this care upon them to cast it on the Lord and he said because he cared for you but it's not just written to preachers I wouldn't say that tonight but it's written to every child of God all of us face care all of us face trouble all of us have heartaches and problems in our life and so this verse comes to all of us to cast all our care upon him for he cared for you. I began to think about the word cast here. He said cast him. The word cast means to throw on. It means to give up to. In other words, that's our part. That's our responsibility. If we want to have relief, if we want help, then we've got to give up to the Lord. We've got to give up what we're dealing with. We've got to throw it on him. And sometimes the Lord began to deal with my heart about the fact that that's our part and sometimes that's the hardest part because we want to feel like we're in control. We don't want to give up. We don't want to let go of things and let God do the work and let God help us. We're fleshly people, fleshly creatures and we want to think that we can hold it in our own hands and fix our own problems. Many times the problems of our life are made greater because that we won't turn loose of them. We won't give them up to God. And we try to fix them in our own pine. So Peter here is admonishing the people of God to just turn loose and to give it to God, to cast all our care upon him. Now what is it we're casting? He said we're to cast our care. The word care means anxiousness. It means anything that pulls you away, anything that pulls down your spirit, anything that bothers you, the troubles in your spirit, the troubles in your heart. It doesn't necessarily mean physical things that we can see, but many times the problems of the people of God are wars within, doubts within, fears within. And so Peter said to cast these things upon the Lord. Now he's telling us where to cast them to and letting us know the Lord is well able to take care of every problem. There's not one too big and there's not one too small. Many of us, we've heard so many messages preached about casting our care on Him. We've heard of the 
the verse quoted people testified about their situation about the things that they have seen about how the Lord's helped them and I'm not preachers say probably anything that you've not heard before but I begin to pray and ask the Lord to help us in the service tonight and give us what we need and God kept bringing my heart back to the word all. Now we know what cast mean and we know what our cares are but he said casting all your care upon him for he cared for you. Now that word all it may seem very simple and elementary but the Holy Ghost got to deal with me to look up that word and I'm going to tell you something real deep. All means all. It means everyone. It means everything. One writer said it may be a collective bunch of things or it may be an individual care that you need to cast upon him but regardless of what it is you're able tonight to cast it upon the Lord because that he cares for you. He has care for you. That word care means that he's interested in your situation. His heart is moved toward your feelings. One writer wrote a song that if it matters to you then it matters to the master and that's what Peter really wrote all them years before the song ever came in 1 Peter 5, 7 he's saying if you've got a problem if it's bothering you if it's causing anxiousness in you if it's pulling down your spirit God cares about what you're going through and he wants you to cast it all upon him all your care I thought about a place where you can unload it all that's what the Lord kept working in my heart a place where you can just get rid of it all I mean there are some places you could go and some things that they might say they could offer help but they might just be able to offer a little bit of help or to be able to help you with part of your problem but I'm telling you about a place you can go and unload it all I mean you don't have to hold anything back you can give it all to God now that's easy to say but very difficult at times to do but I'm telling you if you have a problem in your life tonight if you have heartache in your life tonight if there are questions that you're reasoning and troubling with in your mind that you can't answer if your life is not went the direction you thought it ought to go if you feel like and we might as well all be honest we'll all be honest tonight and that's the only way you'll ever get help from God is to be honest with him and honest with yourself as long as you play games and try to cover it up you'll never get any help but you might be here tonight and think maybe God's let you down I think maybe God's done something you didn't want him to do or led a direction you didn't want him to go but I'm telling you tonight whatever care it is Peter didn't get specific he just said all you care no matter how big no matter how small whether it matters to anybody else or not if it matters to you cast it all on him because he cares for you Many times in our life we live defeated and we live discouraged because we're carrying around the burdens of our life. When we could cast it all on him, when we could unload it all on him, many of the people of God spend their days spiritually bent over in agony. 
many uh, because of the weight of the burdens that are on them uh, and we continue in that shape uh, because we want to feel like we can handle it uh, we feel like we can take care of it we feel like we can fix it uh, but I'm going to tell you tonight you can't handle your problems uh, you can't fix the situations you're in uh, you can't remedy your situation uh, but I'm going to tell you there's one that can and he said we can cast all our care upon him now you may be here tonight and you may think your problem's too big. You may think it's too bad. You may think it's too hopeless. I mean, we're living in a day where many people have about convinced one another that their problem's hopeless. I mean, I've seen people say to other Christians that have prayed for somebody or something for a long time and they say, well, you might as well give up. It's never going to happen. That ought not to be the attitude we have. But sometimes we don't even need anybody else to say that because sometimes that's how we feel on the inside. Sometimes that's what our flesh says to us. You might as well give up and give in. You're never going to get any help. You're never going to get any relief. I thought about Job when he sat in sackcloth and ashes with a piece of broken pottery scraping the balls from the top of his head of the sole of his foot. His wife said you might as well curse God and die. She said the same thing that we say to each other in these days the same thing that our flesh says to us just give in it's never going to get any better but I'm glad Job said I know in whom I have believed and he said though he slay me yet will I trust him Job said I can't figure it all out I don't know right now what God's doing it's like the writer wrote but all I know is I can't make it Lord without you I'm going to tell you tonight we can't do it without him but I'm glad he gave us a place where we can unload it all you say but you don't know how bad my problem is well I got to thinking this may seem a little unconvincing I'm not I've never preached I don't think about these two people when it comes to unloading their burdens or casting their care I mean there's all kinds of people we could talk about in the word of God but there were two that the Lord brought to my heart and I want to preach about to you for just a few minutes and then we'll go to the house but the first one I thought about was Bartimaeus how he sat there by the highways side begging and the Bible said if you read in Mark chapter 10 that as Jesus passed by he heard and he must have asked what was going on and they said Jesus of Nazareth is a passing by and the Bible said he began to cry Jesus thou son of David have mercy on me now he was blind the Bible said he's blind Bartimaeus the son of Timaeus now a lot of commentators whether right or wrong it's irrelevant a lot of commentators say that Timaeus was also blind so if that's the case here we have a blind son of a blind man that's a good type and a picture of a sinner that we were born blind because our father Adam was blind by sin the Bible said by one man sin entered in and death by sin and because of one man's sin death that passed upon all men for that all sin. We are born 
one sinner. David said, I was shaping in iniquity and in sin. Did my mother conceive me? And so there's a great type of the sin to be preached in on Bartimaeus. But I think also there's a type of the child of God that's got the wind knocked out of their sails and they're sitting by the highway side and they're not living like God wants them to live. I'm not talking about being out in sin, but Bartimaeus wasn't living. He was just existing on little by little whatever he could get and many the people of God in this day. That's the way they're living their life. They're not really living. And we've had teaching and, and the Lord's dealt with my heart about preaching some. And then Brother Steve preached about the abundant life of the spirit-filled life. That's really living. And Jesus said, I've come that my sheep might have life. And that's the first word. That's salvation. And then he said, that they might have it more abundantly. And that's living in victory. And that's the abundant life that we can have. And in order to get to that place, and we're going to have to deal with the things that have brought us hindered and bowed down. But they cast it on him. Bartimaeus heard he was coming by. He began to cry. They said, be quiet, don't bother him. He don't want to be bothered by you. I mean, he's a blind man and he's a beggar. Somebody must have brought me. You can read in between the lines of the scripture, I think, and not do any damage to this scripture. Somebody had to bring him to the highway side. Somebody had to help him get dressed. And we're going to talk about that in just a minute. But he come there and sat down. He's a begging for mercy for whoever comes by just to get by. He's not living. He's just making it day in and day out. Out, and all of a sudden he finds out the Lord is passing by now nobody's ever passed by like him before and Bartimaeus goes to crying he said now be quiet don't bother him but the Bible said he cried the more a great deal Jesus thou son of David have mercy on me now I'm going to tell you, when you go to wanting to get rid of your problems, when you go to wanting to cast your care on him, there's going to be a lot of things in your life that are going to tell you to be quiet and don't bother the Lord. Your flesh will be number one. I don't know the times I've went to the Lord or purposed in my heart to go to the Lord and take my cares to him and my flesh say that's too little to bother the Lord with or you don't need to do that right now. Maybe you can fix it. Maybe you can handle it. Maybe you need to wait a little longer and sometimes we'll give in to that voice but what we ought to do is do like Bartimaeus and cry out from inside the more a great deal Lord have mercy on us the Bible said Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called and they went to Bartimaeus and said rise be of good comfort he calleth for thee now if you go to Mark's gospel and read the Bible said, and he casting away his garment came to Jesus. He got rid of that garment. Now you say, what does that mean for us? Well, I don't really know. I just know what the Lord spoke to my heart about. I know Bartimaeus has been sitting by the highway side begging. If he's a beggar, if he's just waiting on anybody to help him and try to get him through the day, he probably don't have good clothes. That beggar's coat's probably tattered and torn. Everybody that walks by, passing by on the street, whether he's sitting on the highway side begging or whether he's just passing by where they are, can identify him with his coat because it looks like somebody who's struggling, somebody who's barely made 
making it. But I'm telling you, child of God, contrary to a lot of preaching in this day, it's not the will of God for us to struggle. It's not the will of God for us to barely make it. I'm not preaching a health, wealth, and prosperity message. I'm not saying bad things won't happen. But I'm saying when trouble comes, we have a place to unload it all. It said he casting away his garment. He got rid of that garment on that day. You say, why'd he do that? Because he knew that he'd never have to have it again. He wouldn't need that beggar's coat. I remember hearing Brother Hanley Milby preach a message, I think, on me mercy. And he said, Bartimaeus had a beggar's cup that needed to be filled and a beggar's coat that he needed to get rid of. And I'm telling you, deep down on the inside, if you got trouble and heartache, if you got care in your life, that's a beggar's cup. Deep down in your heart, you need God to do something for you. And on the outside symbolizes that struggle of that resistance that burden that you're living with day in and day out but if you never get to the place where you can unload it all I'm glad you can get rid of that thing that burdens you and plagues you I'm glad there's a place and a person where we can unload it all tonight but then I thought about the woman at the well, and I'm about done. I don't have much more. I'm just trying to give you what's on my heart. I thought about the woman at the well. She came there. By the way, before I go any further about Bartimaeus, you may be here tonight and think the Lord don't care. I mean, there have been plenty of songs written. There have been plenty of scripture given. The disciples, I mean, there's with him in bodily presence. When the storm rose, they went walking and said, Master, carest thou not that would perish? And maybe your problems, maybe your heartaches, maybe your troubles, maybe the path of your life has maybe tried to convince you that your flesh, your doubts have tried to convince you maybe God don't care. But I'm telling you tonight, He does care about you. If you study about Jericho, it's the lowest inhabited place on all the earth. And Christ went to the lowest place just for Bartimaeus, just to help him. And he'll come to where you are in your lowest state when you're on the bottom, when you're scraping bottom like the widow, when you're sitting in ashes like Job. He'll come to where you are and you can unload it all on him. Then I thought about the woman at the well. Here she comes, the Lord's passing through, and the Bible said he must needs in John chapter 4, he must needs go through Samaria. Now that means that he had a divine purpose. He didn't go and not know why he was going. He didn't go because it's a quicker way. Matter of fact, it was it was a detour, it made his journey longer. He didn't have to go that way. Most people didn't go that way. And especially if you were a Jew, you didn't go that way. For the Bible said the Jews had no dealings with the Samaritans in so much in the fact that she was amazed when he spoke to her. She said, why are you a Jew asking drink of me which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. The conversation went on. He got to talking to her about that living water. And I understand that there's a great type in that scripture too the sinner of what God got to do in my heart about a type of a burden down and a bowed down saint for the Bible said when she got what she needed when she finally unloaded all the Bible said she left her water pot you say what does that have to do with me preacher well that was a symbol of her life it was a life of burden 
It was a life that never was satisfied. For Jesus said, if you drink of this water, you'll thirst again. It'll never satisfy. And I'm going to tell you tonight, a child of God, whether it's living under burden and not living in victory and living in defeat, you'll never be satisfied until you get to that place of victory again. If you've ever been in the place of victory, if you've ever walked hand in hand with God, when the burdens of life drag you down, you'll never be satisfied until you get some place to unload and I'm glad there is a place where you can unload it all. See that water pot represented her past. She come, the Bible said, at the sixth hour, which was the hottest part of the day. And the reason she came then is because no other woman would have been there. And the reason she come then when no other woman would have been there is because of her past. I see her life was a life of a lot of problems. Jesus said, go call your husband. And she said, I have no husband. He said, you well said. For you've had five husbands and the one you're with now is not your own. And she was not a woman that they looked up to. And she was not a woman they wanted their daughters to be like. But she was a woman they wanted rid of. And she was a woman that was at the bottom of their own. She was a woman at the bottom of it all. But I'm glad the Lord cared about her. And see, in reality, her, her problem, her biggest problem was she was paranoid about what everybody else thought about her. That's why she come at the hour she comes, so she wouldn't have to face anybody. She knew she'd come in the hottest part of the day. Now in Bible times, the women would come in the early morning hours of the late evening when the sun was not high in the sky because it was uncustomary. It was, un, it was unfavored for a woman's skin to be tanned by the sun and so they didn't come in the heat of the day. That's why when we read in the Song of Solomon about that Shulamite girl, she said, I'm black but comely. She said, I've not kept my own vineyard but my sisters have made me keep their vineyard. And she was talking about her skin she labored in the field and that was not comely in that day and so the woman knew she came at this time of day and she wouldn't have to face anybody else or hear what anybody else had to say about her she didn't want to and I'm going to tell you in these days and I'm done I think in these days if we're not careful we'll let what everybody else thinks about us keep us from getting victory We'll let what everybody else thinks about us keep us from unloading. Keep us from getting that place where we can cast it all on Him. We worry about what people might think if we come to the altar. We worry about what people might think if we pray some prayers. We worry about what people might think if we cry some tears. We worry about what people might think if we respond to the preaching. I wouldn't worry about what people thought. I'd leave my water pot behind. I'd shed my coat and I'd come to where it was and I'd unload it all if I needed to. So the only way to have victory is to unload it all. And Peter said we could cast all our care upon Him because for He careth for us. And if you've heard me preach for any length of time, you know I've talked about them verbs and I don't like English, but I've learned enough to know 
that a verb in the Word of God that ends in E-T-H is in the progressive form and it means that it is a continual thing. What that means is the Lord cared about us yesterday. He cares about us today and He will care about us tomorrow. It doesn't matter if your problems get worse tomorrow. He'll still care about you. It doesn't matter if you feel like you're on the bottom rung of the ladder or like the woman at the well. He still cares about you. You may feel like Bartimaeus just sitting by the highway side not really living, just getting by. But I'm telling you tonight, the Lord cares about you. And because of that care, he wants to take your care from you. He said, come unto me. The Lord Himself did all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. And the word heavy laden, if you study it in the Scriptures, it means literally be, be over with care. It means to be loaded down so much that you can't straighten up. It has the type and the picture of a beast of burden that's putting more put on it than it can bear. Now I don't know where I guess it come out of the health, the wealth and prosperity crowd that the Lord will never put more on you than you can bear. I don't find that anywhere in the Scriptures. He will, but He'll never put more on you than He can't bear. And so that's why we got to cast it on Him. For He cares for us. And He'll help you. He does care about you. Regardless of what you're going through, regardless of where you find yourself, He does care about you. The writer wrote the song and asked the question, does Jesus care? And they answered their own pretty quickly without much hesitation. And they wrote the chorus, oh yes, He cares. I know He cares. He does care about you, wherever you may find yourself, whatever trouble you're trying to get through, whatever burden you're carrying, whatever path you're trying to figure out where the Lord's taking you, just trust Him. Just cast it all on Him. You say, I feel like I'm sitting in the ashes. Just cast it on Him. You say, I feel like I'm by the highway side begging. I just cry a little louder and cast it on Him. You say, I feel like I'm overlooked and despised. I just do like the woman and cast it all on Him. Because He cares for you. Father in heaven, I thank You, Lord, tonight for the privilege and the opportunity, 